When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another installment of Battle Red Radio. I'm your host, Colt Molesky, and as I am joined every Sunday, it's producer Nico jumping on the call with me to talk a little Houston Texans football. Nico, how many Houston fans do you think will listen to this podcast? The Astros just completed the sweep over the hated New York Yankees, and they are getting ready for what they hope is a, a title run here, another title run. So do you, do you think we're able to grab some Houston fans, or do you think they're going to try and ignore what happened Sunday? Uh, you know, I think that uh, we got other things to celebrate, so, you know, keep, keep the spirits high, I guess. <laughs> There's more positive Houston sports to focus on right now. Hopefully we can grab a few folks still paying attention to football despite the success of the – baseball franchise in the city it was an interesting Sunday game and up until the fourth quarter it was a a really a really entertaining football game and a football game that the Houston Texans were very much in up until the fourth quarter if you didn't watch it the Las Vegas Raiders took their home game against the Houston Texans winning 38-20 in dominant fashion thanks to that fourth quarter we'll get to that in a little bit as well as love it and leave it the segment that we return every single week closing out a week I know we always have the Monday night football games but feels like the week is pretty much closed out by Sunday after Sunday night football so before we head into next week we will pick love it and leave it but let's get into some of the the main themes of the game and the the theme of this game was the Texans felt like the same old Texans where they wanted to keep it slower paced. They wanted to control the game. They wanted to hold on to the ball to kind of make it a slugfest. In the first quarter, you had 0-3 in favor of the Raiders, but they had the Raiders stall in that early drive. And then in that second quarter, coming down and and putting together a few nice drives and outscoring the Raiders 10-7, and they were all tied up at 10 apiece, headed into the half. And, you know, Nico, it really seemed like they were going to be able to kind of dictate the pace a little bit in this game. And then they come out of the half, and they start out. They had the, the kickoff, and they started out with grabbing three points, taking the lead. Then you had Josh Jacobs, who came down and got his first touchdown. By the way, I want to get to this in a minute here, but Josh Jacobs absolutely destroyed the Texans' hopes and dreams in that second half. We'll get to him in a second. But he had the first touchdown of the day for Jacobs after the field goal. And then right back down, the Texans come and they score that touchdown to Dorsett. Seemed like things were chugging along nicely. They had the 20 to, to 17 lead, and then it all falls apart in that fourth quarter. 
Nico, did you feel like they were going to win this game in the third quarter? Uh, the amount of times I would have said that would have been zero, but, <laughs> like, we had a chance. Maybe not. Maybe win is a strong term, but did you have the same feeling that you had maybe against the Colts or maybe against the Broncos before you headed into the fourth quarter or maybe against the Chargers when they were ripping off 17 straight games where it goes, you know what? They're actually in this game. They're actually staying frisky in this game. Maybe that's a better way to describe it. Did it feel like par for the course as far as Houston performances in the third quarter? Yeah, and I mean, like, again, if we just kept that steady pace, it would have been a totally different scenario. However, as as we now know, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, then you get to the fourth quarter... 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and this is where it starts it starts to get a little haywire you have scores Josh Jacobs ends with three touchdowns and in the second half of this game he had 98 yards if my math is correct and three touchdowns that's insane he ended with over 140 yards and then you also had the Picks six from Davis Mills. Duran Harmon, the former Patriot, takes it 73 yards for a house call. And it didn't, I mean, it kind of felt in the fourth quarter like it was getting out of hand. But to come off the seven-play, 81-yard drive from the Raiders and then put together a few play. you had some plays coming together, it seemed like, okay, this is going to be the drive where if you want them to get back in this game, this is the drive they have to get back in the game, right? And then you have the the pick six. And so, unfortunately, the the Raiders win this one by 18. I mean, all of the things that you kind of thought were going to be there happened in this game. I mean, talking to Brennan uh, on on. Friday's show, he said that Davis Mills was going to be able to get his. He ends with 302 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, and we all said that this was going to be uh, whoever made the, the mistakes, whoever made the back-breaking mistakes, uh, and that was the Texans uh, losing the turnover battle. And then you had uh, Josh Jacobs. We know that the Texans' defense against the run is bad and Josh Jacobs especially in that second half but really the entire game he was kind of uh, chipping away at this defense he ends with 143 yards three touchdowns and he averaged 7.2 yards per carry so all of the stuff that you expected in this game kind of came to fruition you get that that receiving corpse was banged up uh, Waller ended up being inactive for this game and uh, you had Hunter Renfro missing practices, Max Collins missing practices, uh, but you had some banged up guys that secondary was going to be a problem for the Raiders. And yet everything that you expected to happen happened in this game. And I think that, again, we have mentioned this ugly stretch before where now you're playing some of these teams, the, t- the Raiders, desperate for this game. They desperately needed this win. And then you're turning around and you're playing a few games in a row here where it's going to be really tough running backs. It's going to be big physical teams who are going to want to enforce their will and they're going to want to run the ball. And 
it just feels like this is where it it starts to to slip away for the Texans. Not that I mean they obviously weren't putting together a stellar season, but you had the Raiders do whatever they wanted in that second half on the ground. They end up with a big win. You're playing the Titans, who are going to impose their will with Derrick Henry. You have the Eagles and their running attack. I think that is going to look a lot like the Chicago game. And then you have the Giants, who they oftentimes load up on, up front with six offensive linemen and tight ends and Barkley, and they're going to want to run the ball as well. And so it just feels like this is a rough stretch, maybe not because of particularly offensive juggernauts that they're facing. It's because these are exactly the type of teams that the Texans don't want to face, where they're going to want to run the ball and be physical all four quarters. And you see that how it played out against the the Raiders where they keep going back to Jacobs, keep going back to Jacobs, and he keeps biting off chunks of yardage. And all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he's breaking off double-digit runs. It felt like all the time and ends up breaking some for touchdowns. And that fourth quarter really got away from them. I don't know how you feel, Nico, going into the stretch, but I, I think if you're taking the theme, a, a theme from this game, if you're taking a nugget from this game, I would tell Texans fans, Prepare yourselves mentally because this is going to be the next month of Houston Texans football. It feels like this is what they're getting ready for over the next few weeks because this is what teams are going to look to do over four quarters when you're playing the Titans, the Eagles, the Giants. That's your life over the next month. Yeah, these are they unfortunately have great plays into our biggest weakness right now, which is our or a lack of offensive like prowess and b um our our terrible run defense and so you know when you have such big glaring issues it's pretty easy especially at a team that's kind of in its infancy it's just going to it's going to happen like this is this is the result that's just going to be there unfortunately and i you know it's it's brutal to watch sure but i mean it's something you're going to have to live with cuz at least it's something that you can recognize and it's like I don't understand why we're losing. Although this is probably, I think this is our biggest loss. I think by points. Yeah. All our other games have been a lot closer. So. Yeah, this is definitely the the biggest loss. Uh, they they've had done a good job up to this point of uh, keeping teams out of the end zone, of keeping t- uh, of mucking up games and making them close. Against the Giants and the Titans, I feel like it'll be tight games. I don't know what that Eagles game has looked like. I think that one could probably get out of hand as well, like you saw against the the Raiders. Uh, if you're looking at this at this game, who's who's your best player? Who's your silver lining maybe for the for the Texans? Because I mean, you could go some of the defensive guys, you could go Christian Kirksey or Jonathan Owens, who who kind of felt like they were all over the place. Uh, you could go Davis Mills. I know he had the back-breaking interception, but he put together some really nice drives, and he took advantage of a weakness for the Raiders, uh, which was that secondary uh, to the tune of 302 yards and a couple of scores. Uh, Jordan Aikens for, at tight end, he seemed to be – uh, the guy who sparked a couple of drives with some some big catches. Uh, I'm not sure. It, it could go to a couple of different players. The The fourth quarter and the debacle of the fourth quarter really looms over this entire game. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, it, it makes everything look worse. <laughs> it makes things look really bad because uh, it just it it just drives home like, yeah, okay, we were playing really competitive football, and then it's like, and then we weren't. And <laughs> yeah, and then it all turned on its head. <laughs> Then all like it's not like we trotted out the 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 junior team and they got slaughtered. Like it just wasn't good. It's not a good look for us. No, it was uh, it was a rough go of it for sure, and uh, made made even worse by the fact that not only did not only did they not perform defensively like you you hope were they've had a pretty tradition a pretty good job of bend don't break and then uh they have the the two long drive i mean the two scoring drives i get it started in the third quarter but the the t- raiders scored in the fourth quarter on a seven play 76 yard drive and a seven play 81 yard drive so they're going the length of the field on you but the the texans i mean their offense had a three play five yard drive and a punt and then they had I, uh, they had the ten play. According to ESPN, it was a uh, thirty-five yards on that ten play drive that they got, uh, and of course, a lot of yards went the other way for, uh, for the interception. And then on eleven play, sixty-six yard drive that ended on downs. So. Your offense is struggling. It feels like it's spinning its its wheels. And as good as Davis Mills, I mean, he's the guy who you go, okay, well, maybe that's what you take away is that Davis Mills, after a lot of weeks of kind of not seeing the guy you saw last year. But, the, but still, like, if you want to see growth from him, I feel like it's growth in the fourth quarter, right? You don't just want to see somebody putting up those empty calorie stats where he got 300 yards and in a blowout loss, right? You want to see him put together some drives and, and threaten the team in the in the fourth quarter and he it looked like he was kind of doing that in the Chargers game where they were furiously trying to come back after a really slow start in that game this game almost I, I get that he he kind of got his when in a game where he had 41 pass attempts but it kind of almost felt worse with how bad that offense yeah was and honestly <laughs> He's been kind of the common denominator because when you have a better offense, your defense performs better just because they're not on the field as often. Like again, you're putting up drives or you're making like twelve plays. It means your your defense is playing like a yeah, million you're right. down. You're right. So I don't know. I guess I don't know who the best player is. I don't know, man. It, it's a bad loss. It's a really bad loss. This is the first real uh, punch in the. Yeah, this is this is the first one where I'm like, man, that's that's kind of tough. <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't think I don't think it, I don't think our our horizon is looking much better. Again, like we can stay positive about the future of this team because I mean, like as a franchise, I think this is like a really great direction we're moving towards. But man, this is this season's a little bit rough. Yeah, it'll uh, and I think it's gonna get worse. I I will say that you come out of it and you play the Commanders, which feels good. I know they beat the Packers, but the Packers are in a pretty bad spot too, as a team. And so uh, I I think that there's a a light at the end of this really running back heavy tunnel that they're going into. Uh, let's get to let's get to love it and leave it. 
the same we hit every single week. But before we do that, let's hear from a few sponsors. It's time to trade in your face masks for masks, load up the hoppers, and go to war with your friends. Too hot? Too rainy? Too cold? Splat Zone Indoor Paintball has you covered. Literally. It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round with the family and get to 11260 Hempstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. Family friendly, low impact activities for everybody. Go check them out. 11260 Hempstead, Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, everybody, let me tell you all about the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More Adventure Stadium. That's right. And we already know about the great and wonderful comics and, tra- and trading card store they have on the first floor. They also now have on the second floor a sports memorabilia store and sports trading cards. It's awesome. Get up there to the stadium right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130, the second floor above the, the original Adventure Begins, in the Marcel Town Center. Make sure to check them out. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. The Adventure Stadium. Let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the Houston scene. Custom Geek Parties. Everything from corporate team-building exercises, geek-themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle Geek Party at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle Geek Party at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle, are you in yet? It's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game and you know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway? You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs. Someone who won't just plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has spent hundreds of hours in a hands-on lab course learning the sciences used in DWI cases. A lawyer ACS qualified to be designated a lawyer scientist because these cases aren't like other kinds of cases. Your positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial. Attorney Brian Asen is a designated lawyer scientist and the lawyers at Asen Law Firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases. Call Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297. That's Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297. Or visit DWILawyerHouston.com. Welcome back in. Let's hit love it, leave it, final thoughts, and then get out of here. Tough day to be a Houston Texans fans, but we're plugging right along. And Nico, for, for love it, I gotta say... I'm still really loving the Damian Pierce carries, and I'm loving that those are are still high. He had 20 carries today, 92 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. I don't. I think if the the fourth quarter doesn't get out of hand, 
I think they're getting towards a point where if the game is close, and it'll be interesting because the perfect game for this, I think, will be against the Tennessee Titans who don't seem not only able to put away teams, but just don't seem like they're going to score oodles of points, and against the Giants who they really look like a team who can only win a game in the fourth quarter, and they're going to be in kind of coasting cruise control, and they're going to try and just beat teams to death so that they can pull out a win in the fourth quarter. So in both those games, I think those games will be close if you're looking ahead to the horizon and what you can build off of from the last couple of weeks, not just this week. I think those are games where you go, you know what, if if it's going to be a three-point game and we want to have a long drive here in this third, fourth quarter, then let's give the ball to Damian Pierce six times on this drive and let's try and pound the rock. And I, and as, as if you have reservations about this offensive line still, I, I get that that can be uh, something in the back of your head. Protection seemed fairly good this game. I get there was nine QB hits. They only let up one sack, uh, a few tackles for loss as well. Uh, again, that protection seems to kind of ebb and flow throughout a game uh, for the Texans still, but I still love the idea of if it's going to be a grimy close game that I think they're still going to get here against some of these tough matchups. They have a guy now and a running back in Damian Pierce that they can lean on. Nico, this has got to be maybe the one bright spot on this team week in and week out that you can constantly go to. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's good to have someone like that's reliable, especially on the offensive side of the ball where we really need it. Yeah, other stuff might look good one week and bad another week, but Damian Pierce seems to be a pretty one of the few constants on this team. Uh, leave it. I honestly would say I we've gone over fourth quarter stuff before. The protection. It's got to be fourth quarter. <laughs> We should just end the game early. Third quarter, why are games so long? <laughs> why are games so long? We'll have that next on the Battle Red Radio. Uh, no, Honestly, it's. I think it's decision-making for Davis Mills. We've seen this where st- some of his passes, especially early in the season, it's all over the place. It's high. It's low. Uh, he's taking those checkdowns really early. Uh, while the... Raiders did do a good job of you had the nine quarterback hits. You're not seeing the uh, the fumbling as much. And it seems like pocket awareness has gotten better for Davis Mills. Now what you want is you don't want him to get trapped or, or baited or throw those backbreaking interceptions. Because in a game like today, it was the, the turnover that really seemed to put the nail in the coffin. Although you could argue that uh, Josh Jacobs was hammering that nail throughout the entire game. But now you want to see him advance to where that awareness that he seems to be building a little bit in the pocket sort of expands out now to uh, to the rest of the field, right? To where you're, you're seeing all of that stuff and you're pushing the ball down the field a little more. You're being a little more aggressive and then that's not biting you your risk analysis is is getting a little better where you're picking your spots a little more again i maybe i'm asking too much out of a guy who after this season is going to be a backup quarterback that's still very much on the table and so maybe i'm just looking for something that's that's not there and he's not going to put together a couple of great drives and get a team back into it that doesn't have enough talent on it anyways in the texans but 
you can't you can't just say the fourth the fourth quarter is going to be a problem for this team in general. What are the little things you can work on, right? And doing a better job of let's find a great drive to put together here uh and finding finding that in Davis Mills versus having to go elsewhere for it. It's got to be well, it's got to be the defense who comes up with a turnover. We've seen that in games, right? It's got to be the running back. We have to make sure that we're close so that we can lean on the running back to get that drive together. Now you want Davis Mills to have the, the presence and the clarity to put together a drive that keeps you, not wins a game. I'm not looking for that. I'm not asking that much. Just keeps you in a game, late in a, a game that starts to slip away. I think that's what you want to to leave into in this week because he did not do that this week. Hopefully you can find that. So less quarterback awareness, less quarterback uh resilience maybe is the way to phrase that is what I'm hoping to leave in, in this last week. Nico, you got anything to add on to that? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, advocating for just, just let us have three quarters. Uh, we usually win those games. Uh, we don't need fourth quarters anymore. They're overrated. Um, this is, <laughs> you know, no serious. This is this the next is, phase of just um, like, you know what? We're looking at the numbers and we're doing good with viewership, but we think if we shave off, 10 minutes of football we can get in another market of people that is just not willing to sit there for the three three and a half hours yeah like the the three hour game where it's you, know, you can definitely like include it like it'd be done uh just you know just makes the game just all that much better instead of four 15 minute quarters what if we just had three 16 minute quarters and then called it a game yeah. So you're not even thinking. <laughs> Just trade trade it out a little bit, tinker with it. Think about it, NFL. That's Nico's proposal. Uh before we head out here, uh final thoughts on the NFL week seven. I uh, I will say this. In a season that is super Super weird. I saw a stat that was tweeted out today. Do you know that the top five players, top five players in the NFL with rushes of 10 or more yards, uh, most of them are the people you'd think. It's Nick Chubb at one, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs is up there. You have Saquon Barkley at four. Danny Dimes is up there at number five. For runs of 10 or more yards. Danny Dimes. So, I don't want to make too much out of... I'm not trying to pull one stat and make a ton out of it. But we've seen all the stuff that has happened this year. We saw the Carolina Panthers beat Tom Brady today. Just like we saw the Washington Commanders beat Aaron Rodgers today. It's a weird NFL season. It's a very strange NFL season. I... There doesn't seem to be a lot you can depend on. And even the teams that are putting together winning seasons seem really shaky. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, New York Giants and Minnesota Vikings. And so in a year that seems topsy-turvy and really strange and weird, isn't it kind of great? to be selling on the season and looking to next year. Maybe I'm just looking for an uber silver lining after 
getting the brakes beaten in on the Texans in the fourth quarter of a game. Maybe I'm just going uber positivity on a team that doesn't have any expectations. But in a year that's so weird and it doesn't in there's multiple divisions where one week it looks like two teams could win the division and one week it looks like nobody wants to win the division. Maybe this is the perfect year to be bad. Yeah, and I think that I mean, let I me mean, look at this. The Commanders and the Buccaneers have the exact same record. Uh, so if that tells you anything, it's that uh, this season doesn't matter. Um, the Eagles are six and zero, and probably going to be ten and zero before they ever take a loss. Um, so like, I called this. I called this when they were three and zero, and I was like, "This is the Eagles sweep all the way. Uh, this is literally an Eagles sweep." I thought it was lying. Uh, here we are. This season, we can just pack it in. We've already, we already, we already got a winner. <laughs> Yeah. If, if the Eagles go, if the Eagles go like eighteen and zero, and they just win everything, like I wouldn't be surprised. It's a weird season. It's a weird season, and maybe it's maybe it's not the worst thing in the world in a really weird season that you can't make sense of to be going for a quarterback in an insanely talented quarterback class, or what looks to be at least an insanely talented quarterback class. I'm not sure, but that's my. Very, very, very optimistic take on uh, a team that just got abused in the fourth quarter. That's what I got for you. <laughs> Poor guys. This has been tough. Tough day. Tough day, but we're rolling right along. And guess what? Right here on Battle Red Radio, we're going to be rolling right along all week long with content getting you ready for week eight and for a game against the Tennessee Titans. A little AFC South game next week so we'll be getting you ready for that all throughout the week make sure you're subscribing to wherever you're listening to this podcast go check out the battle red blog for other ways to get ready for the next week of action for your daily houston texans news for right now thank you for listening he's producer nico i'm your host colt molesky and this has been another edition of battle red radio <laughs>